Hello and welcome to the Customer Insight Leader Podcast. Data, analytics, big data, data science, machine learning, customer insight, behavioral science, blockchain, data ops, data engineering, agile working, phew, too many terms, too many things to think about. Do you as a leader need somewhere to turn, to hear what other leaders are doing, to hear what really makes a difference in your business? Welcome. The Customer Insight Leader Podcast is here for you. Each episode, we'll be interviewing a different leader in the fields of customer insight, data, and analytics to hear what they really do, what really makes a difference. So settle down, get that cup of coffee, and enjoy the Customer Insight Leader Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Customer Insight Leader Podcast, a place to hear from today's leaders, including in the fields of customer insight, data science and analytics. I'm your host, Paul Lachlan, and with all that's been going on lately, as the world continues to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic, with so many changes to people's lives, we're continuing to change our focus in this podcast too. I'm hearing lots of leaders still struggling to adapt to this new normal of working from home. So for this episode, I'm joined by a leadership coach, someone else who has many years experience of working from home. So to help you continue to improve your working from home as a leader, I'm pleased to welcome Kevin Watson. Kevin's a leadership coach and the founder of My Own Coach. Welcome, Kevin. Hi, Paul. Nice to see you. Thank you. Nice to have you with us as well, Kevin. Uh, Perhaps you could kick us off just by telling us a bit about your business background and how you ended up running a coaching business. Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, my background was retail for far too many years than I (laughs) I could recall, to be honest, Uh, 30 odd years in retail for start turning on the shop floor all the way up to head of operations for Mm. first of all, warehouse women's brand, not a logistical center. And, and then more latterly for Selfridges and where I was not only head of operations, but also head of customer relations Mm. and head of change for the time that I was there. And part of the management team that was responsible for changing it from a rather dingy department store in the nineties to the rather exciting shopping experience it is today. Mm. But uh, you know, in 2003, I decided that I didn't want to be doing that anymore. I'd often been, cited as a leader that was a particularly good coach and after 10 years of getting that kind of feedback I thought I'd act upon it and uh, took myself away from Selfridges and corporate life and set up my own business my own coach as a coach with the thought and idea of helping people to coach themselves as well as directly help them in coaching services and I retrained as a coach I also uh, immersed myself in coaching for the last 17 years and now coach leaders in business in large organizations for anywhere from manufacturing people like Kellogg's and retail mm. people like phase eight and 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 more people than that brilliant thank you very much Kevin sounds a a, a really sensible well thought through kind of career journey but maybe that's hindsight <laughs> it certainly is. I think well, often people say, interesting, often people say it was a really brave thing for you to do. Uh, mm. But at the time, it, was, it wasn't really a brave thing. It was just the only thing to do. You know, sometimes what might seem brave to one is, is just the natural thing to do at that yeah. point in time. So I was quite fortunate. 
Good, good. Good to hear. How long have you been working from home then as your primary office? I'm guessing that was the, the setup for this coaching business. For sure. I, I, I work from home, but I don't work exclusively from home, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, working with clients on site in their venues as well. So <clears throat> uh, I don't just work from home. I work from many different locations and quite often time when I'm working from home, I might find myself working from a coffee shop or working from some virtual office space in in some respects. So I kind of mix and blend all of those locations up until this present moment, of course. Yeah, just about to say, the thought of working from a coffee shop will begin to feel nostalgic soon, I sadly think. I know. Um, I know. It's quite appealing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you get a bit fed up with it when you're doing it, but it, it's uh, it's actually quite appealing to do it. Mm, that's yeah, interaction. Yes, indeed. So any, well, we might well get on to that as well. Any initial teething problems, if you can cast your mind back to when you started working from home at least some of the time? Uh, I, well, I, I was, guess I was blessed anyway, because the kind of role I had in Selfridges, I was not office-based uh, for all my time. And again, I, I worked out to multiple op- locations again often in coffee shops i do some work and work from home at least once or twice a fortnight um so so i was kind of used to it by the time i jumped ship as it were and started the coaching right. business uh, i think the initial and still the challenge is always finding a space that um is you can build and make some kind of office some workable office mm. um I didn't and don't have the same thing that a lot of my peers have. I often speak with coaches who step outside of corporate life and miss the team. Funny enough, I haven't missed working part of a team. Uh, that doesn't mean I don't work as a team, because quite often I do uh, in mm. several kind of collaborative projects. Um, but I don't miss the people that I, the sense of belonging to an organization kind of thing. So, so I've never had that going on, whereas I do know a number of people do have that. Yeah, it's an interesting point, actually. It hasn't, hasn't been raised before. Do you think that's uh, an introvert-extrovert divide? I, I think I'm quite happy being in the introvert world or the extrovert world. I think I'm in you know, varying degrees of uh, <clears throat> time. I've been quoted as just on the cusp of uh, introvert and extrovert. Sometimes I'm introvert, sometimes I'm extrovert. I think ambivert would probably be the right, mm, uh, mm. right category now, according to the psychometric style stuff. Um, so yes, it probably is an introverted thing, but again, I've known lots of introverts who feel a, a lack of belonging because they're not with their comrades, their teammates all the time. <clears throat> Whereas I'm quite happy being for a reasonable length of time working on my own. Having said that, I do need and, and, uh, enjoy the company of others too. It's not like I try to distance myself from them and, and will, uh, arrange coffee, arrange meetings, arrange time with other people um, that are in similar line of work, similar thinking, or even very different thinking to me just to stimulate me. So I, I do seek the teamwork, but in a very different way, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, okay, okay. Maybe there are other, other dimensions at play. And I I'd agree with you on the aspect of I'm definitely an introvert on the introversion extroversion scale. Yep. But I, I miss having social interaction with people and I'm benefiting from the virtual coffee meetings and the virtual get togethers that I'm, I'm having opportunity to be part of. So uh, yeah, yeah, there may be other, other aspects to consider. Yeah. Well, let's get, it's an interesting thought because I mean, this last week and a half, uh, two weeks almost now that I've 
and they had the social distancing as you like and, and not exactly self-isolated but I've been working from home pretty much constantly mm. for the last few weeks mm. and uh, if anything I've had more social contact than I have, <laughs> I have uh, in the normal sense so <clears throat> and virtual coffees and virtual meetings I'm getting requests for those almost daily uh, for, yeah. for kind of two or three a day uh, which I'm enjoying but at some point I've, I'll need to keep those at bay otherwise it will suck my energy because of that yeah. cusp of introvert extrovert yeah no no I, I, I agree kevin in fact that's an interesting different take on what i was going to ask i was going to ask about with working at home if you found it affected your work-life balance i guess maybe a broader question do you find that this way of working we're having to do at the moment is helping you achieve balance or is it making it more difficult no, I, well, I, I think that's interesting. I, I don't know whether I've shared this story with you before, but I, I know when I first started out, one of my aims was not to get a different work-life balance because I never had a poor one when I was at Selfridges, to be honest. Mm. But I, I, I did want to pursue other things as well as do some work. Um, interests, but also simple things. I remember being called by a client once when I was in the middle of Blackberry picking uh, on, on some bushes down where I used to live and and I was really enjoying that freedom of just taking in nature and taking in the day uh, I, and over the years and, and I don't know whether I could pinpoint this to the crash in 2008 but over the years I'd like to get back to a bit more of that I don't do as much as I did when I first started and I think if anything this moment in time might help me do that mm. once I think everyone has settled down from the initial disruption yeah. I, I believe I'm going to have some more time to explore new things uh, that might help my professional background, but also new things just to help keep my interest as a human and, and you know, notice nature and notice the world outside, which I sometimes forget to do. Yeah, and that's a good, it's a good, good thing to mention. I blogged a bit in the first post that I put out on working from home at the importance of our well-being. Um, mm -hmm and all the aspects we need to consider in that including kind of emotional and social and, uh, and mental is that something that you find some things helpful with in order to make sure <coughs> that you are in a good state are there any any tips i guess that you pass on to people who may suddenly be thrown into a situation where they're living at work in a way yeah i think it's very easy i mean, you know from a, a self-employed freelance business person it's very easy for the lines of work and play to blur sometimes yeah <clears throat> and i'm guessing when you're working in an organization as an employee as a leader whatever capacity those lines are more uh, succinctly drawn they're clearer um albeit sometimes they are imbalanced mm. uh, so i think the the one thing i've always I can't say it's a struggle. I'm trying to think of the word because I haven't struggled with it. I don't find it a big deal in many ways, but sometimes it's it's hard to switch off from thinking of an idea, not not necessarily thinking of a problem. Um, and again, this moment in time might give me an opportunity to address that in some way, uh, or not. And and you know, I've been okay for 17 years. It's not hurt my health. What I would suggest, though, for people coming into it is be aware of that line mm. might start to be blurred where it's not been blurred before. It's quite difficult to uh, put down work sometimes when that's being asked of you by your manager, your leader, your organisation. Mm. <clears throat> and your family and your work, your home life is 
as important, if not more important. Yeah, no, com- com- completely agree. And I've seen for myself sometimes, particularly when I wasn't as well kitted out as I am now in terms of a home office that I come into for work and, and leave when I finish work. Um, when you're just kind of working on the laptop on the sofa kind of set up, it's work is always with you yes. um, in, in a way that can has the risk at least of becoming unhealthy. Yes. I saw a, a, a note somewhere last week when I was, I was looking online and what people were posting. And the one bit that stuck out was, uh, you know, change out of your pyjamas, which might seem a simple point. Sometimes yeah. I don't change out my pyjamas till quite late on in the day. Um, and, and I'm not sure that's a good thing all the time. I think that discipline of having um, the state of being in work or, or, yes. or addressing a project or, addressing something at hand that has some urgency and importance is quite important. Yeah, no, completely. Uh, In fact, funnily enough, the the latest post on the blog, um, Simon Daniels is talking about that very thing of changing into your work clothes uh, for the workday. I'm noticing a bit of a trend as well on these podcast interviews. I think the last one we had with William, there was a confession that he had at one point, it was important that he didn't stand up on a video conference. Um, and now we, we hear that you're spending half your working life in your pajamas. So yeah. this, is, this is it, listeners. This is the confession <laughs> channel for leaders. <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, let's move on to, um, I'm interested in behavior and habits as well. It's something else I mentioned in one of the blog posts. Uh, beyond the work-life balance kind of aspect, are there any other habits you've found have been helpful to establish and get in a kind of routine with that have helped you work more effectively from home? Uh, I think so. uh, I'm probably not the best disciplined person and uh, can lose my focus quite easily because I'm Mm. seduced by shiny lights. So (laughs) when I'm in front of a screen, um, I can be uh, sidetracked into looking at all sorts of nice things which come through to my email. So being disciplined to look at my email only certain times in the day mm. often helps when I need to focus my attention and um, not being tempted or, or resisting the temptation of looking at uh, certain websites I might look at um, for inspiration for ideas and just getting down and, and knowing when I've got enough, I guess, really. Yeah. So if I'm designing a workshop, for example, if I'm designing a workshop, I'll often go to certain websites just to get some ideas, some st- stimulation around maybe activities I might mm. engage the delegates with. Um, if I'm coaching a new client, I might do uh, some kind of preparation for myself in, in those kind of website areas. But sometimes I can go a bit too far. So in other words, um, I always look for something more. Deep down, not a perfectionist anymore, but I probably have been in the past and could be again if I'm not careful. Um, And so knowing when to stop the research, stop the analysis or stop the looking for inspiration and know that you've got enough to get to the work in hand is a discipline which sometimes I get right, sometimes I don't. And I think it's easier at home to get distracted by those things, not just on screen, of course, Mm. but the family wanting some of your time or. Uh, dogs wanting some of your time or whatever it might be yeah but very true and very honest Kevin thank you I think that's um that's a risk for all of us and it's uh, it's it's that bit harder when you kind of haven't got some of the almost accountability mechanisms of being in a in a visible office isn't it I think you yeah. can get drawn into spending too many times on hobbies or interests rather than what the real priority is 
Yeah, and I, most of the time I find also that uh, no one's really demanding me to deliver something at a particular time, other than clearly there's some fixed times where I might be coaching or delivering a workshop. Mm. Mm. But if it's to deliver a proposal, or they're all pretty much self-imposed deadlines in as much as I'll say to the client, I'm going to get this proposal within 48 hours or 24 hours or whatever it might be, or I'm yes. going to send you an outline of what we're going to cover a week before we put of course, those are deadlines, but I've contracted for those. Yeah. So they're only my pressure. So um, if I had the demands of a leader, demands of the organization that most have, clearly that would cause me to have a different set of priorities, a different sense of how I might organize my time during the course of the day. I hope. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. And it is a, a difference for us to bear in mind. Mm. We're both in in a different setup work-wise than, than a lot of listeners and a lot of those who are working from home, but, but for large companies. Mm. Well, I know, Kevin, that from previous conversations we've had over the years, as you say, you, you like a bit of shiny tech. Mm. Um, you like a bit of um, app, um, mm-hmm. a new app to do this, a new app to do the other. So I'm sure you'll have experimented and discovered what suits you. Always interested to share um, tips and recommendations with listeners, any apps or technology you'd particularly call out as helpful for people to have when they're trying to work from home, maybe for the first time? Yeah, so well, uh, clearly some obvious ones that one would use in work anyway on on things like priority setting, to-do lists, all those kind of things are are well catered for on on whether you're on Mac or Windows. But uh, particularly over the course of the last few weeks, I've invested more time thinking about how I might um, build online sessions uh, that somehow at least replicate in some form the offline experience one would have. Mm-hmm. When I do in a workshop, it's very experiential. I, I personally don't use a lot of tech in a in a workshop, <clears throat> and this is uh, quite a good time for me because it's focusing my attention on well, what tech could I use, not just offline when I get back to doing face-to-face work is there a, is there a um a way i can use tech that might be symbiotic with the way i work but mm-hmm. also um what tech could i use now maybe to bring my offer and and somehow mirror what i give when i'm online as i am offline so for example i've been using zoom for some time but mm-hmm. just for one-to-one conversations whether it be coaching or virtual coffee before the lockdown as it were but um uh the zoom is a, is a great tool for collaborative work where you can break out people into rooms and have something that closely mirrors what i would do as a facilitator and when you couple that with apps such as miro which used to be called real-time board m-i-r-o and one called mural m-u-r-a-l which are a whiteboard essentially of, of some description that you could have access to within those online sessions you then have some real-time collaborative tools um, that could build if you were doing a facilitation to uh, and a create a team goal uh, you know it wouldn't take too long to use those and to have people uh, use the apps as they would do flip charts which i use quite a lot of to to create yes. post-it notes and, and those kind of things which are facilitators toolkit so those are the two that readily come to mind that i've been exploring most recently i also uh, have invested in some time ago haven't used it yet uh, something called hopin h-o-p-i-n which is a 
online conference tool. Uh, and my intention is whilst I've got some times to think about how I might use that and invite some people to play and have a conference. Oh, okay. Any idea what that offers beyond Zoom? Because like you, I've been using Zoom a lot more, although I've been using it for years in, in recent weeks and, and learning more of the functionality of breaking people out into groups, whiteboard yep. and other resource sharing, etc., which does prove how rich a tool it is. Yeah. What does Hopin offer? What was the attraction beyond well, that, Zoom? As I can say, I'm still exploring, but as I can <laughs> see at the moment, the scalability is one. In other words, although Zoom, you probably could have uh, multiple numbers of people in, involved. Um, the uh, the Hopin actually offers you breakout rooms unlimited that you can have um, uh, speaker breakout rooms as well as just breakout rooms, for example. Um, oh, wow. I'm not sure you can do that in Zoom. I suppose you, you could, but not with the numbers that are in Hopin. You can have platforms, just speaker platforms, as you would do in a conference. Yeah. Uh, so imagine that the World Coaching Conference that you and I attended just a short time ago. Yes, you indeed. You could run that pretty much the same. Uh, the other two things it has, which Zoom doesn't have, which is uh, networking scheduling. So you can actually arrange for people to network during the course of the day. So imagine the speakers at the Welsh Coaching Conference, mm -hmm. an opportunity where you can network with them and ask them some questions one-on-one -on -one, uh, during the course of the day, as well as having networking sessions during the course of the day. And then the fourth um, feature that it has is uh, I think it's called Expo which would be for people that might want to sponsor or people that you just want to bring in that might have offers that would be useful for the conference uh, delegates to have a look at um, so uh, there would be people that could not sell their products but could showcase their products I guess or services in those areas <clears throat> Sounds interesting, Kevin. Thank you. Mm. Maybe have to get you back once you've had a chance to um, explore those a bit further, because I'm certainly hearing from a number of businesses the interest in a variety of different online meetings, not just mm. the ease of Zoom for the informal and the kind of team catch-ups, mm. but um, how do we do webinars well? How do we do conferences well? How do we do training courses well, etc.? And mm. I think there is a bigger diversity of teams mentioning Teams, seems like a lot of people are trying to get their heads around how to use Microsoft Teams better as well. Mm. Do you have any experience of that? Uh, very little. I, I'm using it because some people are asking to use it when I've used mm. it. But the time I've used it most recently was in collaboration with another organization. Uh, we were going to do some workshops in uh, manufacturing business uh, where there was some uh, very high level, some issues to do with the uh, union. So we were going to do some some work with them and use Zoom just to collaborate with ideas. Uh, sorry, uh, used Teams. I think yeah. to to collaborate with ideas. And uh, I found it useful, but I'm not sure it's the best tool available to do such a thing. There are other things that I probably would say were better. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, but that doesn't mean it's not a good tool. I think it has some great. Uh, great features in it it's just probably not one for me mm. I, I'm probably likewise in the same situation though I am finding that more and more organizations use it so I think it will be useful for many listeners and actually for myself to become au fait with how to do a variety of activities within sure. teams because you may well need to work with others who are for using sure. teams particularly since they've got it more for free these days 
Yeah, well, apart from the Microsoft package, isn't it? I think so. You know, many businesses are going to have access to it, and you know, Skype moving across to there. I think at some point. Yes, my understanding. So, uh, it's the new Skype with um, OneNote attached to it, and all all other things yes. that you can probably do. As I say, from a, I, I'd agree with you. From an orientation, it's pretty important that I people such as I get to know it because organisations will want to use it. Um, more than something that I offer them, um, but uh, but for me, when I'm offering a service, offering a package, I, the other things I'd probably go to first. Yeah, okay, that makes good sense. Little aside, I noticed the other day it's got a Zoom plugin within Teams as well, so that that might be a yeah. useful compromise. Okay, and um, Kevin, you've got all these years' experience of working either from home or coffee shops which I'll stop mentioning because it's depressing me that I can't go there now. Um, what would you say is the biggest benefit and I guess we've got I asked this question because I, I know a lot of leaders will probably be feeling a bit sad about having to work from home. Sell us a bit on positives. What, what are some of the positives of working from home? Uh, so, you yeah, know, talk about flexible working hours, you can choose when you work, can't you? In many ways, when you're at home, when you're as tied to the desk and when you go and get a cup of tea and all that kind of stuff. I know it's not quite as draconian as that in uh, mm. organisations nowadays, mm. but th there's that flexibility. I also think that um, there are some stats, there's some evidence, I think, but I can't quote what it is, that people are generally more productive at home. Um, and, and I sense that's because you can get far more focus without the distraction yeah. of someone walking up to you uh, and asking you a question. You know, those interruptions that we all have when people are around us, or yeah. even some distraction of something going across, you know, in the open offices, which seem to still prevail, uh, <laughs> and a few desks away from you, some raucous yeah. laughter is going to attract your attention. So I, I, the distractions, funny enough, are generally less yeah um or at least you can you can't control the distractions at home with dogs barking uh children maybe being around at this moment in time off school and mm. um, and partners etc but uh, but i think you can uh mitigate against those a little yes. better when you're yeah. at home um and so it's it's a huge advantage for focused work so if you need something doing quickly i i, I know that i found it to be true that i could do it much quicker at home than i could at work when I was working at Selfridges, for example, or Warehouse. Yeah, no, that's a good good point. It always um, makes me laugh that people are meant to be able to focus in their open plan offices, and yet they need to wear headphones to do so. It just tells you the, the amount of distraction there is for people. Um, and yeah, likewise, actually, I, I found the same, Kevin, that I can definitely concentrate better from home. Mm. Final question, then. And thank you for your time. Apologies for the fog in the throat there. Um, <laughs> Given that many people are needing now to, as you say, in, in difficult circumstances, transition to working at home and probably have children home as well, many, many people. Um, if you could only give them one tip as to how to start off as productively as possible working from home, what would be your top tip? Um, I guess it's find a discipline that's right for you. Find a routine that's right mm. for you. You know, we are creatures, largely creatures of habit. And working from home is, if you're not used to it, will demand you forging a new habit pretty quick. Yeah. That works for you and works for the organization uh, as well, of course. And so that you can still be productive, achieve what you want to achieve and, and contribute to what you have been asked to contribute to. So, so my 
overriding advice would be find a habit really quickly that works for you. That makes a really good advice, Kevin. Thank you for that. And I think in these times, people being honest with themselves and with the organisation as to what does and doesn't work for them is, is going to be incredibly important. So, yeah. Thank you for that, Kevin. You're welcome. That's great. Thanks for, for all your advice. Many thanks for your time today as well. It's been a, a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. I hope you found that helpful and continue to listen to the Customer Insight Leader podcast. More great interviews coming up um, and we'll continue to uh, vary the diet on these podcasts, having still some Customer Insight Data Science and Analytics leaders and perhaps some people who can bring experience of the new working challenges as well. Plus, please don't forget, each week there's fresh content on our blog, customerinsightleader, or one word, .com. So you might want to check that out too. Before then, thanks everyone again for your time. Have a good week. Keep safe and stay well.